Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the CARE 90 Body Burn 30 support call on September 12, 2022. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an application called SoundCloud by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, or Solutions, the digit aging, through a different uh, app, app or service. Again, if you put in Frank Lomas and TR90 or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the digit for anti-aging, if you're listening to this and it's a podcast, you can join us live at 712-775-8972. And when it prompts for the code, put in 910022. We would be thrilled to have you with us. For those of you that do not know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the call this morning. This is the support call for the TR90 program. And I come to you with an education background, but I've had a huge interest in health, nutrition, and um, just all sorts of exercise and, and that over the last, oh, well, going back to when I was in high school over 45 years ago. So with that being said, um, that Tier 90 program when you're first starting out is one really good clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals, seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day, getting, um, let's see, seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Taking your supplement 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is optimum, but if you're not able to do that, do take your supplements with your meal because it'll still work. It's just not quite as effective as it would have been if you'd been able to take it beforehand. Getting plenty of rest, seven to nine hours of good quality rest a night is also optimum. Um, you may have to adjust it a little bit for your body, but and everybody requires a little bit different amount of sleep. Um, I had one friend that just, she, she needed 12 hours of sleep. There was just no way around it. And so adjust it for what you need. If you're not well rested, you can't make good decisions and can't plan how uh, to do your TR90 plan effectively, and remember, this is a lifestyle change. It's not something you do once and never do again. It's, it's changing health habits and moving forward. You're getting 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week, and that in and of itself um, is really great. You need to stay hydrated, but if you're exercising really heavily or if you're in a humid area, you need to drink more than one ounce for every two pounds you weigh. Um, the heavy exercise, you can actually lose up to a quart of body moisture in an hour, so you'll need to um, adjust your fluid intake to offset what you're losing through body fluid. The, the seven plus fruits and vegetables, well, that gives you macronutrients, that gives you micronutrients, and that gives you fiber. And if you're guys, you do need about hmm, 45 grams of fiber daily. And ladies, we need about 32 grams of fiber daily to keep things moving through our digestive systems and keep our digestive systems good and healthy. And that is an important key. 
because that helps prevent some other things that could potentially be problems. With that being said, I'm always looking for information to share with you that helps support our TR90 lifestyle. And today I'm sharing some information out of a book that is called Superfoods Health Style, Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life. It was written by Stephen G. Pratt, MD, and Kathy Matthews. And last week I started in on how to avoid hypertension. Well, today we're going to be talking about the scourge of salt and what is what that has to do with hypertension and what we need to do about that. So there are many reasons why hypertension rates around the world are soaring. For one thing, obesity is on the rise and obesity contributes to hypertension. We also know that the population is aging and as we age, the likelihood of developing hypertension also increases. Indeed, since most adults develop hot blood pressure readings that put them at risk for negative health consequences, paying attention to your blood pressure and taking steps to control it, whatever your age, is a wise move. Oh, and here's a side note. Sea salt is healthier. There's a myth that sea salt is healthier product than table salt. In fact, there is no documented health advantages to sea salt, and the sodium content of the two is similar. Sea salt, however, tastes better because it has no additives to make it free-flowing. It also has some, um, sometimes some micronutrients in it that are a little bit different than um, regular table salt. Salt is a major hidden health menace to us all and to our children. If you eat out, eat prepared foods, and or eat fast foods, you're probably eating too much salt. We do need sodium to live. It helps us maintain fluid balance, regulates blood pressure, and transmits nerve impulses, as well as helping in maintaining the body's acid-alkaline balance and playing a role in muscle movement. The average adult body contains about 250 grams of salt, enough to fill three small salt shakers. This salt is constantly lost through sweat and urine and replaced through the diet. The problem is that most of us are consuming far more salt than is required for healthy functioning. While the amount of salt the body needs daily depends on circumstances like exercise and climate, it usually it is usually less than 500 milligrams a day. A typical American diet consists of 4,000 to 7,000 milligrams a day. We know that a salt uh, that a diet containing more than 2,400 milligrams of salt a day is associated with higher blood pressure readings. And in fact, there's some evidence that difficulties begin at the consumption of more than 1,500 milligrams of sodium daily. It's generally agreed by researchers that much of the rise in blood pressure that seems inevitable as we age is actually a result of a lifetime of over Help. And parents, here's a side note to take into consideration. A low-sodium diet during the first six months of life is not only lowers infant blood pressure, but these low-sodium babies become adolescents whose blood pressure, their systolic blood pressure is lower than that of the normal sodium baby. So you might want to make sure that you're monitoring that. There is some disagreement about 
among the experts about the acceptable level of salt intake. For instance, the Institute of Medicine in 2004 said, said that for people under the age of 50, 1,500 milligrams of sodium daily was acceptable, while the 2005 Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee said that for young adults, no more than 2,300 milligrams daily was acceptable. If even these two important U.S. groups studying sodium cannot agree on an appropriate intake, it's no wonder that the public might be somewhat confused, and I think that we have to take our cue from the past. Since Stone Age ancestors ingested about 813 milligrams of sodium daily, our genetic makeup hasn't changed much since then. It seems obvious that when it comes to sodium, the less is better. Unless you are training for or running a marathon or are physically active in hot human environments. The need for sodium above that which you would consume in whole foods, low-sodium superfoods to help out diet will rarely occur. Does salt affect this equally? No. It's true that some people who overuse salt will not elevate their blood pressure. On the other hand, it's difficult to determine who is and is not salt sensitive. We know for sure that where salt has not been to the diet, there is virtually no hypertension. We also know that only in industrialized countries does blood pressure rise with age. Also, the terms salt and sodium are used interchangeably, but they're not the same thing. Sodium is an element that joins with chlorine to form sodium chloride or table salt. Sodium occurs naturally in most foods, and salt is, more, is a more common source of sodium in the diet. You say you don't use that much salt, and you figure your blood pressure is okay. That's delusional. Too many of us labor under and that many of us labor under until it's too late and we either on medication or suffering suffering serious health consequences. The the necessary combines with obesity and the lack of physical activity is putting our health at risk. The best way to induce Reduce salt in your diet is to read labels for salt content and avoid fast foods. Many fast foods are loaded with salt for that reason, as well as the fat in those foods. They should also be avoided. People are often surprised to discover how much salt there is in prepared foods. Here's an exercise. Take a bottle of salt out of the refrigerator and a box of any processed food in the pantry macaroni and cheese or taco seasoning, or even salad croutons. Check the sodium content on the labels of these foods. Remember that you're aiming for less than 1,500 milligrams of sodium daily from all sources. Chances are that the labels will reveal that one serving of the, both the salad dressing and the prepared food will put you over the limit. Two tablespoons of wishbone salad, Italian salad dressing, for example, has 490 milligrams of sodium. And the Stouffer's mac and cheese has 1,100 milligrams in a nine-ounce serving. 
Add to those, add those numbers, the salt from the other sources in your daily diet, and it's easy to see that you could be going well over the healthy limit every single day. About 10 to 20 percent of the American population is salt sensitive, and the percentages are greater among African Americans and also in the elderly and those who have diabetes. So here are some tips for getting salt out of your diet. Re-educate your taste buds. If you crave salt, it's because your taste buds have become used to very salty foods. By gradually cutting back on salt, after a few weeks, you'll find that the heavily salted foods will lose their flavor, will use their flavor and appeal. Avoid bottled salad dressings or look for ones that have low, that are low in sodium. Make your own dressing with extra virgin olive oil and balsamic vinegar and a few fresh herbs. If you're using dressing in a restaurant, request that it be served on the side and use it sparingly. Oh, a trip, tip there is actually dip the tines of your fork in the salad dressing before you um, pick up your um, bite of salad, and that will actually decrease it significantly. That was something C.J. Johnson used to recommend. Remove the salt shaker from the table. Try salt substitutes like Mrs. Dash and Veget. Avoid salt when cooking or reduce the amount called for. You can use less salt in most recipes. Avoid processed meats and deli foods. They are high in sodium. Check all canned foods and processed foods as well as frozen dinners for salt content. Look for low-sodium canned tuna and salmon. Home water softeners can add considerable amounts of sodium to your drinking water. Consider using bottled water for drinking and cooking if your household water is high in sodium. And here are some other reasons to shake the salt habit. Sodium increases urinary calcium loss, and although the liver is mixed, there is data the high sodium intake can be related to Excuse me. The loss of bone mass and to osteoporosis. High have an adverse effect on lung function and asthma symptoms. Salt may promote the formation of kidney stones. High dietary salt may lead to a higher infection rate of Heliobacter pylori, the bacterium that causes stomach ulcers. High salt intake seems to increase your risk for stomach cancer. High salt intake has been associated with insomnia and preeclampsia for pregnancy. And that's just a few of the little tidbits that I have to share with you. Um, Tomorrow we'll uh, we'll actually be getting into other causes of hypertension. And I'm going to take us off mute so we can say goodbye to each other. And... I would be thrilled to hear any thoughts, questions, comments that you may have, or if you have um, suggestions about other topics that you'd like covered, we'll help support our TR90 life. Susan Mann from Portland, Oregon, signing out September 
Okay, why we should be avoiding salt in our diets. It's really important, my friends. At the top of the hour, if you're interested in building a new skin business, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our wonderful leaders will be <coughs> excuse me, sharing information on how to build a new skin business. If there's no other thoughts or co comments or questions, I'm going to let us all go, and I hope you have a great day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.